Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Jesse Wright and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. Yes, it's that time of the week again. Happy Tuesday, everybody! It's time for the Jack Link's Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport radio show. It's too hot in here, Beef. I Way know. too hot. You yelling, you're seething off all sorts of energy and smells probably. And it's, Why don't you have the studio prepped for me before I get in? <laughs> because you've got your 30 seconds to uh, show time, Well, that gives Rob. you plenty of time to have it. It gives you more time to have it ready for me no, for when I'm I arrive. No, perfect prep here, Rob. You can't get here 30 seconds before show time. You can't expect me to perform under these conditions, <laughs> Beef. <laughs> I can't expect you to perform, Rob. I mean, come on. It's as simple as that. I'm here to give my best. Episode. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm peaking. 279 people episode yeah. 279 yeah it's remarkable it's been easy for me i haven't found it that difficult really, really. yeah you haven't found it that difficult yeah because you, you just think what it, whatever happens happens people well that's very yeah. true especially is, on this show yeah and uh i see you've gone for an australian tennis themed uh shirt there you've got your Bjorn Borg McEnroe. This oh, is that Australian thing. tennis, is it? Well, it's, well, it's just... Swedish no, it's just a, it's, a tennis, it's a tennis theme in line with the fact the Australian Open is on here in Melbourne. It is it's on. A, it's a festive time. I went. Beef. I know you went. I, I saw so some excited. pictures. You, so excited. Did I see you put a video up of the, this is my highlight of the tournament and it was the electric umpire chair going yeah. up. I couldn't quite see what it was, it was that, the that you were intrigued by. Chair. That, it was, that was just... She gets in the chair and it goes... And elevation. No lines people anymore. No lines people. You can't shake the people. all these out of work people. But did you hear yesterday, might have even been today, I'm not 100% sure, the Hawkeye went a bit mental. Really? Uh, yeah. In the doubles. Yeah. Somebody served right in the middle of the service box. Out. Wow. And, oh, that's a problem. That's a, that is a problem. And then about two rallies later, same again. And uh, did, So what's the go with that? Is it just immediate overrule or is it a um, referral? I think it's a replay. Yeah. And then two shots later, apparently the same happened again on on a different line. But, but, but on the replay, does it show it's in? Well, everyone stopped because it, it was a doubles play, so, and all four players saw it, it. And it was right in the middle of the service yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, It wasn't even close. So, so but the thing is, when yeah. Hawkeye replayed it, if it is replayed, and shows it's clearly in. Oh, uh, okay. It... I, I got where you're coming from now. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I wasn't really watching. I just read about it. They're just replay point. Yeah. But it happened two points later. Uh, on a different line, so they had to stop the game. They had to reset the system. Wow. And see it. But what happens then, Rob? What I happens well, then? Well, it could potentially throw uh, the entire thing what? in the distribution. What if it was the, the match point of the whole, exactly. whole tournament the other thing championship is, point? Have they got like 25 or 150 lines people waiting in reserve? Because if yeah. the whole system went down, say it was a power cut. Yeah. They all have to come from somewhere. I, I reckon, well, I don't think the whole thing could go out. The, uh, is it, is They've it got generators yeah. and things. But they'd have Daryl and uh, and Karen and Georgina, Peter, ready to go just in case. I hope so. You know, they, need, they, they would sort of be probably paid just to be on standby. Actually, do you know what? I used to work with someone that came to Melbourne every year to be a lines person. Mm. Volunteers, Rob. That was a Come long time on. ago. 
No uh, way. They were volunteers, never got paid. I don't know if that was... That's so stupid. Like, what, what idiot didn't get on to that one? What, 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 don't they have a union or something? Um, Good question. Why would you... They at the Australian the Open... The Australian Open... Have amateur massive, people or just, or just not get paid. I'd love to know whether that's the same nowadays. I reckon they would get some expenses. But, like, my mum, she is a very high-ranking official. athletics official. Yeah, I know that. And the majority of the time, she only gets expenses. Doesn't get paid for what she does. Mm. Flies all over... But her. athletics isn't quite... So same as Australian Open. Very true. That is very true. Yeah, I'd love to know whether they do get paid nowadays. But he definitely... Well, they definitely don't get paid now because there's not there's no well, one. Well, true. Yeah. Well, well, in your instance... Machines taking sitting, over. Sitting in the back room waiting for the call. Yep. Possibly. But there would only be one reserve team of maybe six people. No, but what happens if a few courts go out? That's what I'm saying, Rob. There's 20 courts at the Australian Open. So the whole crew's on standby, you reckon? Old school. Yeah, well, you need what you need. You need the service line, two sidelines, and the middle, both ends. So that's eight. You need eight people. Yeah, because the thing is, it could end up like Terminator. Could and it? Yeah, we keep replacing all these humans yeah, with machines like all the time. Woolworths and Eventually, drop. they're going to get smart enough, this AI stuff, to know that, well, they're going to develop their own brain, the Matrix or something like yeah, that, yeah. and they'll start trying to take over. Oh. And it's all the Australian Open's fault. Yes. They kicked Actually, it off. Actually, I've got a bit of a story about the old Terminator Matrix thing. What's that? We went shopping the other the other week, self-checkout. There's no... No, self-checkout now. All self-checkout. Yeah. There was no checkout chicks happening. Mm. No one. And we went to put in uh, tomatoes. Yep. It wouldn't recognise the fact that we had tomatoes. It wouldn't recognise no. that you had tomatoes. Yes. How did you put this through the machine? We had to get the supervisor... Yeah. To check that we had tomatoes. Because what happens now, especially in the wars we go to, it looks at your fruit and veg, determines the colour, and only gives you the options of that coloured fruit or veg. So if you try and put something through as something else... Well, they're slightly green tomatoes or something, um, but not quite right. I think right. they were in a box or along those lines. Well, they should have a barcode. Thanks, Rob. They should have a barcode. Exactly right. But we try to put through gourmet, trust tomatoes, and the machine... Wasn't having it. it Wasn't having it. Red-green colour blindness. Could be red-green colour blindness of the computer. Well, I'm... It was painting us out to be thieves, Rob! Look, I'm all for human beings not wasting their lives doing pointless things. So Very much so. Machines replace these things. me and you do this show. Good luck any machine (laughs) replicating this. No way in hell. So, I mean, who could come up with... No, with, who could come uh, up with this? ...stories about monkeys being flushed down toilets yes. and breaking down the analyses of the person who's... the mass cocaine storage... Uh, mass cocaine. ...while this is going on. Mass cocaine? Yeah, wasn't it inside some... Uh, yeah, it was. Um, some drug ...kinder dealer. surprises or something? Yes, it was, Rob. It was the same story. The same woman yeah. from Newport in Wales. Now, a, a, a machine's not going to be able to no, deal with that. They can't do that. They just okay. can't do it, Rob. It's not going to be able to come at it from a different angle. Yep. And so we're safe here. We, we will remain an essential service. To the we community. are. We are. Ever since the pandemic, Rob, the christening mm. of this show as an essential service will remain forevermore. It's a great lift, wasn't it? Didn't you just feel that? You know, I mean, I always feel a lot taller than most people physically anyway, because yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. But I really felt seven feet tall beef after that. Yeah. It just just being allowed out, bit. Rob, was, yeah. a, was a, a pleasure in itself. And how was your uh, weekend beef, apart from you, you went to the tennis? 
uh, was tennis. that? And you do anything else even remotely worth mentioning? Um, yeah, played really I, 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 the I'm first dubious. first training session for the Welsh national Aussie rules oh, team yeah, yeah. Sunday morning. How'd you pull up after took, that? Uh, took on South Africa in a practice game. Mm-hmm. Pulled up all right. Yeah, because I had to go straight from Aussie rules to cricket straight. Right. And straight on the pitch, bang. Do you know what the average sort of, so like for an AFL professional athlete, Yeah, yeah. say someone like Lance Franklin, centre-half forward, how far yeah. would he run in a game? In a full game of AFL, well, he's a full forward. It's about 16 kilometres or something? I think it? he probably does about 10 or 11 because he's a full forward. But yeah. the midfielders, midfielders do about 15, you're right. How many do you reckon you did? One. One kilometre? <laughs> probably a bit more than that. But yeah. It is on a smaller field. Right. But that's no excuse. But you're just, uh, you're just doing what you feel. I did run it's around strategic. Quite, a bit, quite a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, but there I, you go. I'm just getting into it. I've got one kilometre. I've got two weeks till the World Cup. <laughs> I, I probably walk about 15 kilometres a day at the moment. Good. Well done. Congratulations. One kilometre, B. No, I probably did more than that. Not much more. Well, my golf four-minute pieces this morning. Oh, did it? After casually winning effortlessly last week, right. a game, I still beat two people somehow, but it was okay. rubbish. I had a good round in Trentham Friday at 78 there, oh, and then I then I come in and I, uh, yeah, I don't know, what everything was just off today. Oh. Sad, isn't it? But I'll remedy it tomorrow. I think I'm blowing the cobwebs out. Okay, good. But I should have been. I've been playing well. I don't know yeah. where it came from. I had a 90 beef. What? Six, gonna, six double boat. That's going to blow your handicap out nah, for the next well, tournament. Nah, I'll just fall off the back. I'll, I'll come out. I'll shoot well, no, a, that's good for you. Because then you can a win. 76. No, but it doesn't get me to this straight open. Well, that's true. That's the end goal. Because what's the in it for you over. and me in 2023? Yep. We have to thank, very quickly, Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Half price this week. I stocked up yep. massively in Woolworths this week. Yeah. Half price, Rob. Well, I'll tell you what. You can sit down. There's a great one day on right now. between right now? One, between India and New Zealand. Is um, there? Yeah, India got off to a reasonable start. They're 226 for none after 26 overs. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, I, they'd, had, they'd lost the, the openers right now, but they both brought up hundreds before right. the 30 over mark. Okay. Um, Coley's in with someone. 323 for six with five overs to, to go. Well, that's actually a magnificent comeback by the New Zealanders because they yep. were shaping up for a 450 at one point. Yeah. But what it might also mean is the pitch is now starting to slow up. Yeah, true. And so we're going to have to come in and bat on this dodgy pitch. Rohit Sharma got 101 off 85 balls with six sixes, and Shubman Gill got 120. 12 off 78 balls, 13 fours, 5 sixes. Apart from that, Coley 36. Um, right. This is a very good comeback. Jacob Duffy, 2 for 68 off 8. Yeah. Mitch Santner, none for 58 off his 10. Daryl Mitchell, four, none for 41 off 4. And Michael Bracewell, 1 for 51 off his 6. So, yeah. yes, they're going to be chasing yeah, 3 speed some tonking. Now, do you want some quick cricket news that happened yesterday? Sure. We don't normally go into the news this early. Mm. It is the Women's Under-19 World Cup. I've heard that. Cup, World Cup. Yep. In South Africa mm. right now. Now, the West Indies women are out of the tournament. Mm. Do you know why, Rob? Uh, you know what? I thought I did hear this. Didn't they get bowled out for 18 or something? Oh, uh, they got bowled out for 70, but they were playing Rwanda. Oh. The West Indies Under-19s, I know it's uh, women's cricket, lost to Rwanda. Rwanda. Who haven't really been playing cricket for that long. Yeah. 
I believe they were only incorporated in 1996. 99, sorry. Maybe maybe the game's done a boom in Rwanda. Well, it is, actually, because Rwanda's an up-and-coming nation due to their new president, and it's not all So how come they're doing... Didn't they have all sorts of, like, genocide? Yes, uh, they did. And they had, like, a major, like, telethon stuff needed? I don't think there was a telethon. That was Ethiopia back in the day. But Rwanda turned over a bit of a new leaf in the... But there was more political um, mass... as opposed to starvation. I'm pretty sure there was a military coup in Rwanda at one stage, but after that it all settled down, and in the past 10 years they've really turned over a new leaf, and it is becoming quite a tourist destination. It's really picked this game up. And the president of Rwanda, he loves Arsenal. He's a big Arsenal fan, and he loves tweeting about Arsenal, and that's why Arsenal is sponsored by the Rwandan tourist board. Well, they probably got rid of all the communists, and they got got more capitalist Western system going, or be what the go is. Because that's what happened, you see, Beef. When when there's decolonization in Africa in the 50s, all of them went like, okay, these Brits and these French and their empires, screw them. They must be the bad guys. They've been oppressing us the whole time. Who's against them? Who's against the US and the British and the French? Well, Oh, it's the Russians. They must be the good guys. Let's yeah. all go communist. And then they all destroyed their economies, beef, with mass government intervention. Yeah. They didn't have good free trade going. Mm. And no one wants to trade with them. So all the countries that went more with the Western capitalist system to continue to thrive and do well, whereas all the ones that went with this useless commies, disaster. The useless commies. Ah, oh, bad. They're terrible people, beef. There was a uh, 1994 genocide in that. Yeah, I remember that yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. They've kind of got rid of French as their main language, and English is kind of taking over, but they do yep. speak uh, Kinyawanda, which is the national language. Good. French, English, Swahili, and Rwandan sign language is used by the educated deaf population. Bet you didn't know that, right? I, I didn't know. I just didn't know. Yes. Well, I never thought about that, that sign language is different languages in different countries. You, you would think they would, have would a universal... be universal, wouldn't you? Because it doesn't matter. A car's a car. A rabbit's a rabbit. That's doesn't true, matter actually. what you call it. No, well, then the you, signs... but, then, but then you still got to lip read. So you need to speak that language. Yeah, but do you need to lip read? Can't you read the signs? You need a bit of both. You probably do need like, a bit like, of It's good to have a combo. True, true, true. That's like this happened in the, in the shop one day, beef. One and a day. deaf person came in? Well, this was sort of the really the punchline. I didn't didn't know. This lady, she had like three stacks of beer in and like an old lady trolley. She's struggling out the cool room. I can see her yep. struggling. And as she's got her back turned, and I keep, you know, uh, as she's approaching the bench, I'm like, I'll just leave those in the trolley. I can scan them from there. Yep. And she just ignores me and uh. she's struggling and she lifts one up and I just go, just leave it there when she's turning away again. And then and she puts it out again. I'm just and I goes oh, and I said, "This is the third one." I'm just saying, just leave it there. And she's going, like, and I actually said, "What are you deaf?" Oh no! Yeah. Then I realised she was deaf. Wow. Yeah. You're not but being warned. She wasn't looking. I can't believe you came out with "What are you deaf?" Well, I mean, it's a I an overreaction. What? <laughs> it was a fair comment. Yeah, what? Well, I, I I was speaking loudly and clearly and being ignored. Yeah. You don't actually often come across a deaf person, beef. That's actually very true nowadays because there's lots of things you can do to combat deafness, mm. cochlear implants. I, I mean, of course, immediately as I realised she was deaf, I felt quite bad. Good. You know, Glad I wasn't like... There was like, some remorse there. Look, stop being some moral judging sort of, sort of twat like I'm in some way like a bad person in this. It, it was purely innocent. And I was just slightly frustrated as I was trying to help her and stop her from having to do this heavy manual labor and lifting, yeah. you know, and make everything more efficient for everyone. That was where I'm, uh, but I just didn't think that I, she was actually deaf. All right? I'm all right with it. So don't sit there like all of a sudden judging me like you're on some moral high ground all of a sudden because you're definitely not. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not sure. 
Um, do you want to hear about Rwandan sports? Um, the most popular sports in Rwanda are association football, volleyball, basketball, athletics, and Paralympic sports. Cricket has been growing in popularity as a result of refugees returning from Kenya, where they had learned to play the game. So it's Kenyans have brought cricket to well, Rwanda. Well, yeah, obviously they've been in World Cups. So. World Cup semi-finalists, Rob. I wonder if it will continue to expand in Africa. That could be awesome. Well, actually, I can tell you, in Cameroon, which is a They're French... They're up and about now. ...kind of, uh, what's the word? Former colony. For? Former colony. Cricket is growing like no tomorrow in Cameroon, which yeah. is traditionally a footballing nation, obviously. That might be a screw you French thing. That is the, the one thing as well. So these French... Uh, well, a lot of French-based colonies, have, uh, as you say, are now usurping from, the, from sure. the French rule, Right, are taking up cricket, which is quite strange to it's see. It's a good game, Beef. Malawi, because uh, I've been watching a little bit of the World Cup qualifiers for 2024, T20, and some of the countries that are involved in that qualifying, you wouldn't associate with cricketing mm. prowess. Mali. Malawi, Rwanda were in that. Uh, you know, a couple of islands in the uh, Atlantic. St. Helena was in it. But yeah, it's, uh, it is growing. I can definitely see. Now, news today. The ICC have formally proposed cricket for 2028 Olympics. A six-team tournament, men's and women's, for Los Angeles. Right. It's now official that the structure and proposal for a cricket to be included in the Olympics. So six teams, don't forget, the host nation have to have a berth in every sport if they want it. So that means the US are in both men's and women's. What? Only five countries will be... That's if they want it. That's if they want it, but they probably will, because it's there. Right. Well, that ruins it. It does a little bit. I'm not so sure. why is it only 16? Because don't forget, the Olympics are only two weeks. Yeah, where are that? So, and I think there's probably... What, you, each team plays each other once and then a final or something? Because uh, then you could play, if you're 16, it means you have five games in two weeks and then a final. That makes sense. That's what it'll be. It'll be around Yeah, Yeah, um, don't forget, it's men's and women's. But it's 2020, you can play two games on the same day, possibly even play three games on the same day. But I think it's probably also to do with the number of athletes you're allowed to, because I think the they athletes... They can't play at the same because the men have to play in a men's ground and women have to play in a women's as ground. As well, but you can bring the boundaries in. But also, I'm not sure what kind of... Uh, stadiums are going to be had for Los Angeles but as with football in the Olympics they do spread it around the country don't have it just in Los Angeles itself so there is a few cricket stadiums being built but I'm assuming they're going to use some of the bigger baseball stadiums that they have done in the past because it's the Olympics but the other thing I'm guessing is the number of athletes in the Olympics is limited to I think 10,500 so I think the number of teams is probably trying to fit under that limit because the number of sports is uh is topped mm. i think number the number of official sports is 28 but i think the number of disciplines is 46 now i could be wrong on that well they can make lots of room and just bend break dancing well that hasn't even been in yet but it, yeah but after paris the, i it, think it know, probably will it, it doesn't need to be in that's exactly yeah. right rob nor does skateboarding no out out. I don't know how I feel about cricket being in it too, if I'm honest. I don't know. But well, now, if rugby's in it... Here, here's the question. Does cricket need the Olympics, and does the Olympics need cricket? Probably two separate questions. I, I don't think they do. The problem is, no. which one? Both? Does cricket... I mean, maybe cricket benefits a little bit exposure-wise. Don't forget, cricket is now the second most popular sport on the planet. Okay, well then, Because of the Indians. Right. So you think it's going to get more Indians so watching think, the Olympics? I think that's exactly... I think the Olympics needs cricket... But cricket needs the Olympics because of exactly what we just talked about. Cameroon, 
Rwanda, Uganda, Mali, Malawi, St. Helena, all these countries are now seeing cricket as a way to the Olympics. They're not going to play baseball, mm. but they're going to play cricket. I tell you what, when we were talking, these conversations we're having about the state of one-day cricket and the concern of it, yeah. if you saw this Indian crowd today in this match, you, Madness. Wouldn't, you wouldn't be at least bit worried. This ground's tiny, by the way. Oh, is it? It's about the same as that Queenstown ground oh, in New Zealand. Oh, really? Yeah. Indian grounds are pretty small. Yeah, but the, this Where one, this, I didn't even the see. longest boundary thing is 63 metres. What? Yeah. Indoor? I've never even heard of indoor. Somehow they've just had a massive over at India, Rob. I'm really sorry yeah. to say. That doesn't surprise me at all. They went six one one four one four. That's been happening regularly throughout the match. Like everyone's been gone for like a twenty something off and right. over. Right, they're now three hundred and fifty eight <laughs> for six with seventeen balls to go. Mm. Big jump. Not surprised at all. So it's a tiny ground. Yeah. Okay. Is there lots of people there though? Yes. For, I'm assuming it's loud and mental, and they're okay. going crazy. Brilliant. Because it's sort of and it's a real little mini coliseum type of game. Oh, right. Okay. It goes sort of right round. I, I don't know. Apologies to our, all our Indian listeners. I don't know where indoor is. Uh, no. Well, straight away, it's notorious for very high scores. Okay. It's like a fast belter track. Very yep. easy to hit the ball. So small boundaries. With this in mind, there's a bit of cricket chat straight off the bat. And fast outfield. All our American friends. Now it's probably going to be the Olympics in Los Angeles, 2028. You need to bone up on your cricket, people. Bone Start. up on your cricket. Yep. Research. Get on Research. it. I mean, do you really think is it that they'll ever be interested? Mm, no. Is you know, answer. I thought when you were about to say that, that the ICC officially has announced Wales is leaving. Oh, that would, oh that would be good, wouldn't it? I saw I saw you getting in on the, one of the Welsh pages, getting a bit of banter with someone, and someone came back with some pretty staunch oh, arguments yeah. about how it won't lies. happen. It's all lies. But, but it's all about it's Wales versus Glamorgan is what's going yeah, on. That's exactly right, yeah. And the worst thing is these people have been fed this absolute bullshit from Glamorgan yep. because it's like turkeys voting for Christmas. That's exactly what it is. Glamorgan right. do not want any hint of a Welsh national team because it's it the puts their existence in jeopardy. Yeah. So they come out and say, oh, well, if uh, Wales has a national team, Glamorgan doesn't exist anymore. We won't produce any first-class cricketers. Lies, lies, lies. The ECB came out five or six years ago and said, well, that's not true. We actually want Wales to be strong because mm. at the end of the day, Wales will produce cricketers that are good enough for England, like Ireland do, mm-hmm. even though they're a test nation. Mm. Because a stronger Wales playing cricket, more people playing cricket, will benefit England in the long term. Right. So they know that they need to keep producing Welsh cricketers, okay. even though we haven't produced... So everyone's bought into it, Beef. Because of the Where, propaganda have, have coming been, from... Have you been trying to educate these people? I've to, even showed them the, the notes from the Welsh government yep. highlighting this. Is this in writing? Have you done a, pres- a full presentation? Do, do, do a webinar. Do a webinar. I should do a webinar. Yeah, Rob, get, get, get involved if people want there's to a, understand the truth. There's lots of papers the out the there. Truth. I have read into it, but... Um, just, to, just tell them... You know what you need to get is an official certificate yeah. that says 100% that the foundation of your DNA it's common sense. is common sense. I do need that certificate, actually. So, that uh, would be very good if I got And if, that. You, if you can find that, if you can find some doctor who's unqualified enough to write that, <laughs> yeah. then um, that Dr. could... Dr. Rob! That could, well, Dr. Robert! I'm the man. Yes, I'll that's what, what we need. Although, Long-term I'm, listeners. I'm smart enough to know that you probably don't deserve it. <laughs> That's very harsh. Round and round. Very harsh. But I look forward to my certificate, Rob. <laughs> no, you make it. I'll sign it. Okay, no yeah. worries. Uh, we've got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky. It was on Half Price Special. Probably still is in Woolworths. Go for your lives, people. Get some Jack Link's Beef Jerky. It's the best beef jerky on the planet. We want to thank every single one of you 
people that have downloaded and listened to us on whatever podcast platform you've been using to listen to this show. But if you just fancy a change, you fancy exploring the world of podcasts and ones that are similar to this, even though there is no similar podcast to this one, try Good Pods. It is the good reads of podcasts. Give it a go. Give it a go. All right. You got. Have some, you been yeah. watching tennis, though, by the way? Nah, not really. I watched a little bit. I watched a bit of um, oh, Andy Murray, I think, the other night. Oh, well, good friend of ours, Paul Tooby. I thought Andy Murray finishes at 4.30 4 a.m. Yeah. I thought Tooby would have been there. He's, he is a mad tennis fan. He loves his tennis. Right. Has been at the Australian Open at 4 in the morning previously. Right. When that's how he got his uh, hashtag, Lone Conta fan. He was one of only 10 people left in the stadium watching... Um, Johanna Conter a few years ago. Right. He was all over the British press, sitting in the stands by himself. That happened, that was that Sharapova game that, that started after I left. I was I was at the game beforehand, yeah. and then the Sharapova game kicked off, and there was one lone British fan That's probably but, with an ale in his hand passed out. Oh, passed out. Yeah. Nice. Even better. But I didn't, I didn't at that point, I'd not met. No, obviously. Paul too. So, so anyway, um, I can't see, apart from time zones, people logging in and seeing it at decent times overseas, I can't see the point in playing till 4.30 a.m. Well, it's happened. It's not the first time. It definitely isn't the first so time. So it's just the complaints will continue, Beef. I suppose so. And it's only in the first week because the second week they, there's less games, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really their fault for not playing better. <laughs> yeah, get it over with early. Yeah. Winning three sets. Don't take it a five sets. Exactly. You're supposed to be better than that. This is why, this guys, you're seated way better than that guy. <laughs> yes. So, And the great hope of Australia, he lasted, what, an hour and ten minutes last night? Alex Diminor, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not a bad player. Well, of course, it was Kokonakis that went down to um, to Andy Murray. Andy Murray, that's right. And Kyrgios pulled out. He did. And so that's really it. Unfortunately, I mean, I really thought it might be Bernie's year. But, well, he um, didn't even get invited. He didn't, didn't get invited in the end. I don't think he even got invited to the qualifiers. That was the interesting thing, because he hadn't played any tournaments. Ah. Oh. Not that he's not. I'm saying he expected a World Cup, but I, I think he expected to even get invited to the qualifiers, but he didn't even get that, mm. and that's why he was a bit upset. Do, do you reckon he'll he'll run out of money? Um, well, he's got that uh, that girlfriend that does OnlyFans, so possibly not. Right. If he's smart, hopefully he's put some away somewhere. He, but I you think know we, the I answer think to we that know, question. Unfortunately, if he's smart, the you know glaringly the answer, obvious. Uh, point Perhaps of Bernie contrast. Bernie start doing OnlyFans if he needs cash. Oh, I don't want to think about that. We talked about OnlyFans quite a lot recently. There must be women well, that subscribe to... There must maybe be Maybe as, as a motivational speaker. <laughs> An unmotivational speaker. I don't know. He needs to figure <laughs> something out. Oh, my word. Tips from Tomich. Ah. Yeah. So then it, cause then it doesn't actually say that they're going to be good. No. You can just say anything. Yeah. And it could become a comedy channel by mistake. That'll be interesting. I'm going to do some research uh, while we do the break and right. see if there is men selling male content to OnlyFans. Okay. I'll probably get banned well, from the station. Well, I really station, think so. Sure. Uh, it's research, people. It's yeah. research. Yeah, I've no um, doubt that people can't wait to find out. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hey, I'm John T. Rhodes, and you are listening to 365 Days of Sport. Let's take a walk now with Big Max, you walk up. He's got the 
Probably the last one, or if I keep reading this book, Rob, I'll, yep. uh, I might find some good ones. Yeah. Probably not, though. It's hard to find racist ones that you can probably get away with. Is that what you mean? <laughs> I, I was just quickly looking through, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And yep. this first line in this Hang on. one. No, no, hey, no. Is it? All right, go. I'm only going to read the one line. Okay. I'm not going to read the joke because it goes on yeah. for pages. And it just says, the last English-speaking cab driver in Sydney. <laughs> that's oh. just that's what. <laughs> That's what the joke starts with. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we are reading uh, from Max Walker's sports jokes. Uh, we have been for the past few months. Uh, we haven't found a good one, but we found some racist ones. Uh, so that is, I, I'm, I am not making up. That does. It was pu- these things were published. They were published, yeah. and not that long ago, Rob. Yeah. That's the thing. I think we worked out in 1997. This book was published. Right. Anyway, we're gonna. I'm, like I said, I, I think I've found one that's vaguely worthy of really? being on air. Oh, right. The hypnot, if I can even speak. And I am concentrating, by the way. I'm, 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 be, list, I'm listening. I'm not going to do a series of jokes. This is one joke. Okay. The hypnotist calls for a volunteer from the audience. The man comes on stage and the hypnotist puts him in a trance and tells him he's to act like a dog, which he does, running around the stage on all fours and barking. The hypnotist snaps his fingers and the man comes back to his senses. He then puts the second volunteer into a trance and tells her to conduct the orchestra for three minutes. She conducts the imaginary orchestra with all the energy of of a professional conductor. The hypnotist snaps his fingers and the lady comes back to her senses. The third volunteer steps up on stage and is immediately put into a trance. The hypnotist says, You are now bowling for Australia against the Poms in the Boxing Day Test. In your first over, you have taken five wickets for no runs. The Poms are nine wickets down for no runs. 100,000 people are screaming, waiting for you to come on to bowl your next ball. And at that point, the man slowly opens one eye, stares at the hypnotist and says, You snap your bloody fingers now, mate, and I'll break every bone in your body. He wants to keep living the dream, Rob. wants to keep living the dream. Ah. Yep. That was it. That was it. I told you it was vaguely uh, worthy of being on no, the No, well, it wasn't. Fair enough. That wasn't good at all. Well, did you want to hear about the I expected uh, last... way better than that. Okay, sorry about that. Pathetic. All right. On this day in sport, 24th of January, happy birthday. See, the thing is that when I get flabbergasted about a punchline, because you've gone through all that. I haven't gone through okay. and, and And that's the punchline. That's yeah. it. I, I just think that can't be the end of it. Uh, there must have been something else. Got you, got you, unfortunately. Uh, happy birthday, Masashi Jumbo Ozaki. Happy birthday, Jumbo, if you're listening, Japanese golfer. Oh, um, I remember him. New Zealand rugby union prop, Billy Bush. No no clue. I don't is. remember Billy Never Bush at all. Him. Happy birthday, Billy, though, if you're, uh, if you're listening. Uh, American swimmer, Jim Montgomery. Happy birthday. Uh, American gymnast, Mary Lou Retton. Happy birthday, Mary Lou. She hurt her ankle when she did the vault, if you remember that. Mez. Australian surfer Luke Egan. Happy birthday, Luke. You are definitely listening. Uh, well done. I think he's married to um, the girl of Farmer Wants a Wife. Zimbabwe. No, Natalie Gruzeski. Oh, Natalie Gruzeski. Yeah, I'm pretty she's, sure that's... Is that all she does these days, Farmer Wants a Wife? I don't think she even do, does that, because I think somebody else does that now. Right. I think that Sam Armitage does Farmer Wants a Wife because she's country girl. Yeah, oh, she's gone all she's gone AWOL, that Natalie Griswolski. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what Nat's doing. She was quite popular for a time. Very popular, very popular. Didn't want to be in the spotlight anymore, Beef. Uh, she probably did. Probably didn't get her contract renewed. That's what happens in TV, Rob. Well, I'd be surprised by that. Yeah. Maybe they decide she's looking too old. Or they want to move her sideways, Rob. 
so, into something else. Really? You think that's what know. it is? Who knows? Happy birthday, Neil Johnson as well. She looks at least 40 now. She's too old. Too old, mate. Yeah. Too old. Neil Johnson, Zimbabwe Test Batsman. Happy birthday, Neil. Not, not sure what Neil's doing nowadays. Right. Uh, what else happened on this day in sport? American jockey Willie Shoemaker topped Eddie Arcaro's career earnings record by riding four winners at Santa Anita. His total earnings over his career, $30 million for a jockey. Not bad, is it? That was in 1964, Rob. Good haul. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, Pat Riley came, became the 13th coach to reach 500 victories. That was in 1990. Monica Seles, then of Yugoslavia, won her second consecutive Australian Open. She beat Mary Jo Fernandez, 6263. In 1997, Hingis of Switzerland, 16 years Mart- old. Martina Hingis. Youngest Grand Slam singles champion of the 20th century, beat Mary Pierce. Uh, she won three consecutive Australian Opens back then. David Duval in 1999. David Duval. The golfer. Only yes. the third player in the PGA. He always wore the sunglasses. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. They're those visor ones, like Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, the Oakleys, the M-Frames. Yeah. Oh, I used to wear them when I was a professional cricketer. Well, David Duval became only the third player to shoot a 59, or a sub-60, when he shot 69 at the Bob Hope Chrysler Classic. 59. 59. Duval went out in 31, came home in 28, Rob. 11 birdies and an eagle. That's quite a good run. And he, that was in the final round, and he run the tournament by one stroke. Unbelievable. Wow. Yes, David, you need a 59 to win. Do I? Okay. And then in 2002, Scottish snooker star Stephen Hendry claimed a record 550th competitive century break during the Regal Welsh Open in Cardiff. Hendry achieved the milestone with a break of 101 against Jimmy White. Do you want some Stephen Hendry news, Rob? Yeah. He's been on Mass Singer in the UK. The Mass Singer. Yeah. And he was a rubbish bin. Yep. And they were surprised because apparently nobody recognised him. Well, I was going to say that because <laughs> his prime was in the 90s, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, yes. And does, does he resemble his former self? He hasn't quite aged ungracefully, Yeah, if that's a sentence that I can put together properly. But everyone's sort of like... I'm not sure who the judges are on UK Mass Singer, because I'm guessing if Eddie Charlton was on the Australian version, I'm pretty sure Jackie O, Ursula Carlson, Dave Hughes would not know who Eddie Charlton was. Right, okay. Or on the New Zealand edition... Well, or Danny Minogue. Or Danny Minogue in that Who's case. Who's yes. one of the stupidest people in Australia. She is yeah. possibly the stupidest person in Australia. Um, so uh, it was it was pretty poor casting, I'd suggest, from to be casting an ex-snooker player. Sh- I'm not sure what who's channel. Who's 20 years past his prime. Yes, I'm not, I'm not like, sure which channel. Um, I mean, I mean, if, if it was Dino Kane, I'd know who oh, it was straight away. Straight away. Yeah, You'd never obvious. forget Dino Kane. No. Um, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but and this has only just happened this week, by the way, about Stephen Henry as right. a rubbish bin. Yeah. Um, but it was fair to say nobody knew he was. I think it's fair to say he was quite happy with the money. Well, he would have made a lot of money through snooker. He was six-time world champion, Stephen Hendry. He was the so best. So he doesn't need to be doing it. No. He must have been bored. Unless, the only thing I can think of is he's trying to make a career for himself in the media as a commentator, possibly. So he's he's involved in TV. So He doesn't need to do something like that, well, though. If he wants to commentate snooker... Yeah, he is. He, he, he's, he, is, he made Steve Davis... Look interesting. He was that boring, Stephen. Well, Andrew. I this because I I wouldn't want to cast dispersions, Rob. But I just his vibe as just a player. The vibe. He just seemed like he wasn't vibrant. No, he definitely he was dour, Rob. That's the word, uh-huh. dour. A dour Scotsman. So it's unlikely, highly unlikely that he's looking for a career in media. 
Yes. So then the question is, maybe he just thought he wanted to be a singer, Beef. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly wanted to be a singer. And that or, was his chance to have a bit of a laugh. Well, this is the other thing. He is seen as a Taoist Scotsman, so perhaps he's trying to kind of update his image into this fun-loving yeah. Scotsman that's and, game for a laugh. And so as it was revealed that he was the singer, did he start doing cartwheels in celebration? I haven't seen it. Do the can-can and things? I haven't seen it. Sorry, I didn't. I just read about it. I just read about the fact that nobody knew who he was. <laughs> and, and so they just looked around and go, oh, right. Uh, Oh, okay. You were a snooker player in the 90s. Okay, yeah, well done. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So well, Brett go. Lee was on there. And Wendell Sailor. I actually picked Wendell Sailor. Yeah. By his walk. By his walk. He's got a very special type of very obvious walk. Okay. Unique walk, Sort of, Sort of hunched over. No, so you took that the wrong way. You said something special where I meant like no. special needs. No, I never did that. Then why did you correct well, me? Well, you can't really have a, per me, a special walk. It's a unique walk. And it, unique is a better word. Thank you. But it didn't need correcting. Uh, right, okay, thanks. It didn't need correcting. No. I reckon we should... Is it better than the beef? Probably. I think the word I was actually looking for was particular type of walk. Oh, yeah, that could work as well. Yeah. Now, better than the beef. What do you got? Better than the beef. Have you broken away from comparing yourself to animals? No. Yeah. No, yes. You have. <laughs> no, yes. Speed golfer smashes world record for number of holes played in a day. New Plymouth leadership coach Shannon Stallard only took up playing speed golf in October. Now he's got the unofficial world record for playing the most number of holes in a day. What do you reckon the most number of holes in a day is now the new speed world record? Speed golfer. Of? Okay, so let's say... Uh, the day is 12 hours. So 12 you can limit yourself golf. to 12 hours. So they generally will do a round in about... 35 to 40 minutes, I think. Let's say 30. Well, it's speed golf. Yeah, 5Ks. Yeah, let's say 30. So that basically works out as 24 rounds. Uh, 240. Well, 28 is 360. 240 and 192. 432. That's a lot. That's, four, that four means they've got to be sustained for 12 hours. No, the new record is 311 holes in 12 hours. They did it at the Fitzroy Golf Club, which I think we've... Did uh, you say in New Zealand? Yeah. New Plymouth, Rob. Yeah. World Speed Golf Champion Jamie Reed, Mick Macbeth and Stella started their 12-hour attempt early on Saturday morning. They broke the Swiss golfer Jörg Randegerg's world record, which is 252 holes, by doing 17 rounds and 5 holes. He covered 101.1 kilometres. Uh, Reed managed 270 holes, Macbeth 253. Two days after the three men did complete the feat, which is to help raise money for kidney kids, they sat inside the club reflecting on their marathon effort. I couldn't sit still after we finished. I had to keep moving, otherwise I was getting cramp here and there. Reed did not suffer the same fate, sticking to a diet of pickles to stave off cramps. Most of it is a blur, to be honest, because you're just playing the same shots over and over and over. So yeah, I, I've, I just, what sort of scores did it say? No scores. scores. They just played. They just played. Yeah. I mean, that's the key part, really. It is the key part, but this was a just playing as many goal, holes, so holes of around, golf as So possible. basically... 311 holes, holes in 12 hours. In 101 kilometres. It's a fair effort. So he's run 100 kilometres. In 12 hours. On a golf course. Carrying a bag. It's, it is better beef. Oh, massively. Yeah. I'm not denying that. I, I, it's a I mean, massive effort. Hun- I can't run 100 kilometres. Yeah. Nor me. I definitely can't. Yeah. Not in 12 hours. I could do it in 12 days. I mean, imagine hitting, still hitting balls on that as well. 311. There hole. is a bit. Of, I've, I read a bit more into this. One guy, after about 50 Ks, couldn't actually find his ball. 
he was hallucinating. The ball was on the green. <laughs> really? <laughs> Couldn't find it, yeah. Wow. He said, I had to sit down for five minutes and I realised, yeah, there's only another, uh, you know, six hours to go. I should be all right. Powered through. The same guy you're talking about? No, a different guy. One of the three. Okay. But yeah, he was hallucinating. Jesus. Yeah. Couldn't find his ball. I mean, that's when I go, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Uh, Kidney kids, Rob. Think of the kidney kids. No, no, because the thing is, most people don't care if you're in the Guinness Book of Records. You know, It's, it's not that much prestige around it. You know, it's not that important a thing, beef. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like when you say, I'm a Guinness Walker World, you know, it's beef is something lame. Oh, yeah, something lame. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it depends on, but this is why we keep, it's important to keep the rankings going. Exactly right. So uh, this is the whole point of the segment. So I mean, there's been, I mean, let's let's be honest. How many out of all of them have I said are better than yours? Probably one or two. Oh, yeah. But I do handpick them because there's a discussion One was the the blind horse. The blind horse, yeah. Um, I had no time for that stupid bird. Clearly not. Not was moron. The Godwit. So we've got this runner guy. Golfer. He's more of a runner than a golfer, let's be honest. Well, speed golf. And I can't even remember the other ones. I can't remember them either. So that's basically, if you include the horse as a half, two and yeah. a half. But that's this is very... Look, there so are lots you, of world records well, out there that are unbelievable. Yeah. But there is a line in the sand. We want to go above or below. That line in the sand is my world record. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. It's discussion. It's ranking system. It's a ranking system. Yeah. They're talking about ranking systems. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear a mark because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless Now, I can't believe I'd missed this. This is quite new. It came out in November last year. I'm going to play it. I'm going to get you to have a guess at who it is. And then, uh, well, I know what you're going to say about it, but it doesn't matter. I just hate this genre straight away. Shut up. It's to me and you, baby Really in the mood, baby Let's get in the groove, baby So what you got to lose, baby It's to me and you, baby Every time I'm around you, girl You make my mood change And every time I'm around you, girl You make my soul sing I'm in love, baby Girl, you drive me I'm 
I'm in love, babe. Girl, you drive me crazy. I'm in love, babe. Afro beats, Rob. Afro beats, apparently. Well, look, the question was asked at some point in that lyric uh, is what you got to lose. Well, you've got, you got a lot of credibility to lose with that one, mate, and a lot of uh, any respect. Are you going to have a stab any, in the dark at, at, at who, who it is? is? He is a current sports star. West Indian cricketer? No, I'm going, it's American. I'll give you this. Aaron Rodgers. I don't quite think Aaron Rodgers. I think he's more a country man Is he? than everything. But heavyweight boxing superstar Deontay Wilder goes from the ring to the music industry with the release of his debut hit. Took hit. a few too many hits, I think. Every time featuring his fiancée, Telly Swift, and brother, Marcellus Wilder, the debut video stars the bronze bomber and bride-to-be frolicking between the sheets and the corridors of their lavish mansion as he raps about the joy she brings him every moment there together. Throughout warm embraces, Deontay, who dons a variety of signature fight entry outfits, woos a stunning telly over the Spanish guitar-driven production with blushing lovey-dovey lyrics like Every time around you, girl, you make my mood change. And every time I'm around you, girl, you make my soul sing. I'm in love, baby. Girl, you drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Lovey-dovey lyrics. A lot of thought. Yeah. Lot of thought. Uh, I don't know if he wrote of, uh, it. I'm not sure about that. I haven't delved that deep. I would say that um, it's a perfect piece of music for... It's, it's the sort of thing that's composed by someone incredibly unintelligent and also is applauded and appreciated by people of the same caliber. So it's just this wallowing mess of lower... Uh, unintelligent Muppets doing their own drivel mm. and um, you know if he had any sense of taste or, or any sort of sense of uh, artistic sort of perspective yeah. he would be ashamed of himself right. for that but because he's probably uh, taken far too many blows to his brain he can't tell that that's shamefully bad and it shouldn't have he shouldn't have done it or, no. or, or if he did do it don't put it into he, the world he definitely did do it now I'm going to ask you a quick pop quiz question who's had more hits on the old YouTube, Deontay Wilder, every time, or Omari Banks from last week. I can't remember what that was called. I don't know. Who cares? I'm, <laughs> that, I'm just putting it out. There's it's nothing just good fun, about it's any of it. It's a fun question, Rob. Fun question. Let's go for Banks. I think I hated that slightly less than that. Okay, bike. nice yeah. work. It is Banks by about 50,000. Okay. Tight race. <laughs> Tight race. You happy with that? Oh, God. Hey, bro. If we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Rob Cross and this is 365 Days of Sport. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow And now you know about the facts of life The facts of life When the world never seems You be living up to your dreams And suddenly you're finding out the facts of life are all about you I don't know why I played there, I just thought we haven't heard it for a while Yeah um, but classic never dies, beef. Ah, uh, so true, so yeah. true. Gentlemen, you might want to shield your ears for this one and your eyes, possibly. Winnipeg Jets. Uh, something to do with balls, scrotum or something. Blake Wheeler ruptures testicle 
and oh. finishes the game anyway. Yep. Wheeler has just made a comeback for the Winnipeg Jets. He played against the Tampa Bay Lightning the other day. He's missed the previous nine games through this ruptured testicle. The worst thing about the whole incident was that Wheeler was actually injured by a shot from his own teammate. Right. I mean, doesn't I mean that's not the worst thing. The worst thing is the injury itself. Oh, possibly. He did go and get treatment during the game, but um, he decided, well, I'm hurt anyway, so I might as well play on. Sure, yeah, smart thinking. So uh, yeah. he played the entire third period. Yeah, can um, he still have kids? or? Don't I'm it? not sure, actually, because yeah. the ailment wasn't even diagnosed until the following day and initially described as vaguely as a, a groin injury. While the impact surely couldn't have felt great, Wheeler was seemingly unaware of the full extent of the injury. Hey, oh, currently, hey, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured, eh? I didn't know I was injured until the next day. I got three beautiful kids and we're not having any more, so what the hell? Mm. Hey, curling. It's not the first time Wheeler has put the family jewels on the line for Winnipeg. During the 2021 playoffs, Wheeler's eggs were proverbially scrambled whilst blocking a shot by Edmonton Oilers defenseman Chris Russell. So he's been whacked in the in the yeah. cods before. Well, he's he's diligent. I'm not sure he's making really sensible decisions. Well, he's if... an ice hockey player. I don't think yeah. they normally do. No, bit of brawn going on there. A little bit of brawn. Um, I was reading this bit about New Zealand today from Stuff, stuff.co.nz, came across a bit of a report about they're not happy about the tourists in New Zealand at the moment. The, the quality of tourists well, or the numbers? Well, apparently, I think they're the getting, numbers... are getting a lot of riffraff. I think the numbers are okay. I think the quality of tourists are an issue because um, it says tourists are back, but not everyone's happy. So... Gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> The borders have been fully open for less than a year since COVID-19. Tourists are beginning to return en masse. Whilst the vast majority of TripAdvisor and Google reviews of New Zealand's big attractions are positive, not everybody's happy. Many are complaining, are they, Beef? There's been a few strange reviews, and some people would say they don't deserve it. Gosh. So I've got, not necessarily the top ten, just ten. Ten interesting reviews of New Zealand attractions. Varying degrees of interest. I love that. I love that, Rob. What about Kawakawa's world-famous Hundertwasser public toilets? Have you been to the world-famous Hundertwasser public toilets, Rob? Uh, I would suggest they're not even a little bit famous for anything. World-famous, according to this. I don't think so. Because it's got many five-star reviews, but not everyone's left happy. Because RML gave it one star. We didn't expect it to be a public toilet. Thought it was just an attraction. Very smelly, hence could not appreciate anything else. We stopped for this, and it was totally not worth it. Clues in the name, RML. Well, well I mean, really, it, it, it's a... I, I don't understand why people are stopping for it. Has it got a picture of this particular... Uh, uh, not on the radio. Uh, no, it's colourful. I've seen the picture. It's a colour. It's colourful. Very colourful. So well, famous, Rob. Kawakawa's world-famous Hundertwasser public toilet. It's not like a uh, inside a giant sheep or something? No, but that would be more interesting, probably. Or some sort of... Because New Zealand's renowned for having large ornaments. Oh, a bit like Australia. You know, and a the cooney, there's banana, a giant... Banana. There's a, there's a uh, carrot. 
Oh, right. In Pyro, there's a giant LMP bottle. Okay. You know LMP? Yes, I do. Lemon and Pyro. Great drop. Great drop. In fact, I'll say when I was back home, uh, the English side of the family, young lad, uh, his name's, uh, I just forgot, is it Logan? He he, he loved the LMP. He's only 77 years old. Oh, he was all over it. Are the English side of the family not supposed to like LMP? No, no, it's just they don't give it in, in London, obviously. And he lives in London. Yeah. So he just he got he got to try the LMP and he was hooked. Oh, this is right. my drink moving forward. Moving forward, is it high sugar though? Ah, uh, it's got sugar. Okay, it's got sugar, but uh, not not like mental. Not like Mountain Dew. No. All right, good. Kick on. I'm sure, there's a sugar free LMP nowadays. Ah, oh, lame. Moving that way. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. All right, what about the Wanaka? Wanaka. Wanaka. The stunning blue pools, Rob. Yeah, you can go they, swimming there. They regularly get five star reviews, but not everyone gets the same experience. Pretty cold, Mister E Lee. Gave it one star and said, doesn't always do what it says on the tin. The watercolour is at the mercy of Mother Nature. If there have been heavy rains prior, don't expect to see clear blue sky water you can see in the brochures. It'll be murky green. I saw more blue water in my camper van toilet on the day I visited. It's a fair complaint, Beef. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he obviously was really keen on seeing a nice and bright deep blue, wasn't he? Deep He blue. didn't get it. Saw it on the brochure. And he blew his lid. He wasn't happy. Over, over this foul weather interruption, disrupting the colour stream. And New Zealand's not... Uh, loves a bit of rain, does New Zealand. What about the hot water beach in the Coromandel, Rob? Ah, oh, great. I've been there. I've I've photos of me as a kid, well. actually, sitting in the in the old hot water beach. Little, uh, dig your own hole. Well, you I was going to say, because uh, visitors aren't happy, because KM wrote, Don't waste your time! Hundreds of people trying to find very small areas of hot water. Shovels are $10 unless you bring your own. If you don't mind sharing a bath with strangers, then don't visit Hot Water Beach. Another reviewer wrote, Avian. Or if you do mind. Or if you do mind. Yes. If you don't mind sharing a bath with strangers, then visit Hot Water Beach. Yes, you're right, Rob. Yeah. Well, you're actually listening then. Well done. Adrian said, this might be New Zealand's largest tourist trap. Trap. Trap, Rob. Ah, oh, give it a rest, people. It is what it is. It is what it is, people. Bring your own shovel, then. Yeah. Stop your complaining. I, I reckon the day we went there, we were the only people there. It oh. was it was rainy. Good day for a hot water beach. A rainy day. Great day. Yeah. Great day. Have you been to Crystal Mountain in West Auckland, Rob? Nah. Okay. Oh, maybe I have. I don't think so. All right, number six is, I haven't got the name of this person. I should have written it down. I am sure this was a great place to visit once, but today it is run down and a waste of money. Promises of dinosaurs, farm animals, and a mini theme park. The expensive entry ticket got us a few scruffy farm animals, dinosaur models in the middle of a yard area, <clears throat> and a play shed where the carousel was only going once an hour. Asking a child to wait an hour for a ride was the last straw. The roller coaster if you can call it that, was broken. The best part was the free playground outside the cafe, and even that had broken parts. The other thing we noticed at Crystal Mountain was no one in the store knows anything about crystals and what their properties are good for. We feel deeply if they had more knowledge on what they're selling, this would assist their business and lift the vibration of this place. Crystals are here to assist us all by healing through the vibration they each hold. I would, uh, now I've not heard of this place at all. Okay. And it's in my hometown. Yeah. So I would suggest this this, this might be genuinely, uh, if it's just, they're saying dinosaurs and it's just like (laughs) someone's chucked them in a paddock somewhere. (laughs) 
They're not real dinosaurs, Rob. I can well, tell you that. It sounds rubbish to me. It does sound rubbish. Yeah. Um, I've read a couple other reviews, and um, the people that own it have very interesting uh, thoughts about the uh, locals. Okay. Put it that way. Have you been to Connell's Bay Sculpture Park on Wahiki Island, Rob? Wahiki Island? Uh, Connell's Bay Sculpture Park. I don't think so, okay. but... but- I'll, may not I wouldn't be excited about because it. Because Sonia has said it would have been great if it was open. I drove all the way out there to find it closed over the winter months. There was no info on this on the information we received. I suggest you call and check it's open before making the trip. <laughs> Look, why can you go to two reasons? You either go off, you just want to swim and stuff. But you go to there for weddings and go to wineries. That's okay. it. Uh, Buller George Swing... Buller George... Buller Gorge Swing Bridge, Rob. Right. This park is a tremendous example of what happens when private parties manage a nature park instead of the Department of Conservation. It turns crap, literally, because for some not weird reason... Not literally, I guarantee it's not literally. Because for some weird reason, this entire park smells like urine and poo. The loop walk <laughs> is nice for the first five minutes, passing by the <laughs> river gorge. Then it turns inlands, and you're just walking between a wall or two of metre-high thorn bushes. Basically, you pay $10 to walk the swing bridge and get eaten by sandflies, because there are loads of them, just as there are wasps and other bitey bugs. Right. Whinge, whinge, whinge. Uh, why, why did you bother going up your swing bridge? You shouldn't have gone. Okay, shouldn't have Stay gone. Stay at home. Stay at home, people. Have a round Especially of golf. Especially in, in Buller, the Buller God. That's probably near Murchison, Rob. Uh, I think it is pretty close, yeah. Okay. Hillsborough Car Museum and Luge. Hillsborough Car Museum. I'm not sure where the Hillsborough Car Museum and Luge is, but I'm not joking when I say that the briefing before you're allowed to go down the Luge actually lasts longer than the Luge ride itself. But it is. Actually, it took longer to buy the tickets than the, than the length ride of the time the ride lasted. So, well, it's obviously not the one in Rotorua, then. Well, it's two... in Hillsborough, Car Museum and Luge. Well, Hillsborough is a suburb in Auckland. Is it? Yeah. Ooh, have you not I know the... nothing of a car museum or okay. a luge in Auckland again. Ah, all right. Uh, we asked if we could buy a pass for three rides to be used by three people, which was $30. But we were told we had to buy three $12 passes to pay $12 for a ride that's over in the blink of an eye is an absolute rip-off. Yeah, well, the thing is, the exchange rate, if they're coming from the US or the UK, <laughs> then they are tight asses. <laughs> because divide by three straight away from the UK, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Otago Museum, Rob. This is a great not, place. Not been there. This is a great place to find all the loot stolen by the Anglo-British, stashed in useless museums in the middle of nowhere. No respect for people that steal <laughs> other people's culture, art, and history. Oh, Have off. some respect for the Indians. Return their the, stuff. The, the Indians. At least, <laughs> at least the Germans were forced to return their stolen goods. These people display this stuff in the place like they made it. Ah, oh, this is here's some dumb woke knobhead. That's what that one is. The fact that they're stupid enough to call them the Indians on top of their already well, completely flawed moronic concept of the whole some thing Indian anyway. stuff in their Tiger uh, Museum. Piss off, there's not. <laughs> okay, here's another That's... one. Onaroa's Perpetual Garden Sculpture. Onaroa. Where's Onaroa again? I think it's up north. I don't know. Perpetual Garden Sculpture on the Gulf. A well-deserved weekend was totally spoiled by the worst experience walking in the headland sculpture on the golf walk. The view was spectacular, but the sculpture was in the majority a total and massive joke. How a pile of clay is called a sculpture with the sign Changes Daily was the first sign we wasted our time. We then viewed some interesting true prices of art till we came across a tent filled literally with junk. WTF? 
than a series of plastic speakers the size of a $2 coin tied to trees with a 10-cent cable tie playing music of someone moaning priced at $10,500? That sparked a thought. I missed the drugs at the start of the walk. Missed the drugs? Missed the drugs at the start of the walk. That was a big whinge. Was a big winch. Yeah. All right. The last one, Rob Milford Sound. Milf- Milford Sound's gonna cop a bollocking. My word. This is this is actually a globally renowned walking track that Alyssa, everyone raves about. Alyssa has said just a bunch of mountains. <laughs> I don't know where Alyssa's from, but I'm assuming she's American. We drove five hours on a bus to get there, which was boiling hot. Then got on the boat for two hours to see such like such average views. Man, don't get me wrong. The view is stunning. But we have seen even better views driving to lookouts and not having to pay $400 to do so. The trip would be bearable if it weren't for nine hours on a bus. One US reviewer also gave Milford Sound two stars, saying it was really overhyped, constantly rainy and storming like the end of the world. And don't get me started on the parking prices. And there were 600 mosquitoes that greet you as soon as you step outside the car. And frankly, there really wasn't much to see. I mean, what what are you going to do about mosquitoes? Like, do you want people to get... Are we going to start wiping out the mosquitoes? Well, they're a vital cog in the... Uh, we what? should, really. No one ever whinges about Milford Sound. <laughs> Don't they? Are yeah. you sure? The, I mean, those weren't... Th- those were just very whingy. They, they, they were they were, whingy, but too structured. They weren't stupid enough. Oh, there okay. was some dumb ones in there. Yes. But um, not quite... If then talk about the Louvre and say it's just a bunch of paintings. Yeah. You know? I was trying to be a bit more good. kind of... There was some actual... You, did, you added some good vigour, Beef, as Thanks, usual. Mate. I mean, that American accent is, is unlistenable most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. So so congratulations. Thanks, man. But um, there's a few places there I've not even heard of. That Crystal Mountain... You need to look up the Crystal... Uh, the, I reckon that's justifiable. I, I reckon if you Google it now, it'll look like an absolute disaster. Uh, it would be. If it's even still running. I don't even know Ooh, what true. it is. I don't know. It's got a roller coaster though. And but what it was, was the, the Luge, the Hillsborough Luge, the Hillsborough and Car, Car Museum, Museum and Luge? Yeah, check that one out too. Yeah, All that's right. it, pal. If you're going to New Zealand, avoid those. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah, everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Links, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days. Of sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing. It's what does gr- it mean, B? It's a great sports quiz on uh, internet radio stations today. And how how did we go stations. last week? I can't remember. Really I didn't nice. do very well because I haven't got my scorecard with me ah. uh, from last week's show. But anyway, it's a sports trivia quiz, people. We ask each other sports trivia questions. There are five potential answers to each question we ask. The winner will be the one who gets the most out of 15. Run out of time, so we will get straight into it. It's a follow-on question from last week, Rob. Ah. Between 1990 and 2000, PP, post-perore... Only five New Zealand Test cricketers made their debut and went on to play over 50, 50 tests. tests. Name those five cricketers. Okay, Stephen Fleming. He is definitely one, Rob. Uh, yep, chucking him in, Dan Vittori. Yeah, he's number two. Uh, who else is floating around there? Well, I guess you've probably got to chuck in Nathan Astle. 81 tests, so yes. Yeah. Uh, did he play 50 tests, Craig McChops? I'll just hold fire on him for a moment. Ooh, maybe him. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Chris Martin, and I'm thinking, and I'm looking at uh, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna chuck him in, Chris Martin. Seventy-one test, Rob. One to get. And let's go for it, Craig McMillan. Five out of five. Yes. Just harking back to this, between 1980 and 2000, only ten. You only had ten yeah. cricketers that play fifty tests. Yeah. Shows how much rotation. That yeah. just shows how Absolutely. shallow our pool of talent was. Yeah. That if you once you get in, if you're half decent, <laughs> you will play. You'll just play. Tests. You'll yeah. play for a long time. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. Very true, Rob. Very true. Settled side of the minute. Rightio, beef stock. But well done, Rob. Five out of five. Congratulations. I've got another NFL one for you. Okay, but yeah, Just yeah, the yeah. one this week. I think this is a fair question. This is NFL career leaders yeah. for kickoff return yards. No, it's not a fair Okay, question. well, I'm going to give you okay. some clues then. Well, one would be Devin Hester. No. No? In fact, okay. He's not even in the top ten. Really? No. Very the sp- highest is 14,000 and the lowest is sort of 10,000. Okay, if Devin Hester's not there, that's I wouldn't even know any returners. Uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson, I think he was one. No. No, they don't really do anything else, see? Um, that's why I thought it'd be more quite specific. Yeah, but you don't really notice them. They're not the type of guy you build a team around. I'll tell you uh, this, it's not Jared Hain. Ah, uh, well, he actually was brought into the 49ers as a punt returner, not a kickoff returner. Fumbled his first one, but never mind, that doesn't matter. He only played nine games. Oh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Willie Anderson. No, Willie Anderson. No. Um, probably not. Dion Sanders. He wouldn't have done enough kickoffs in the end. No. So is kickoff return different to punt return? They normally have two different people doing it, yeah. So is punt return more more obvious? Uh, we don't. They don't do a lot of punt returns. They're normally people who can catch the ball and they stand there. Um, okay, let's throw a name out there. Trying to think a name from the past. Rudolf Neremeyer. No, Rudolph. Played a couple of games. Give me some. That I B. Know. B. Mitchell, fourteen thousand yards. He's number one, is he? Number one. B. From like nineteen ninety. Got any, any teams? Um, Just B. Mitchell. <laughs> I have to click on him and go <laughs> into right. it. Yeah, it's all right. A. Rossum. Don't know. J. Cribs. Oh, Cribsy. Cribsy. No, never. Really. Evan Gray. Evan Gray. I think he was in uh, the Lions. Okay. D. Hall. D. Hall. Yeah. No, we've got them. G. Milburn, M. Bates, D. Sproles, D. Howard. Oh, C. Darren Sproles. There's one I have heard of. C. Patterson. Oh, Corderell Cur- Patterson. Current, possibly would have got Currently playing at the moment. With the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, sorry, Beef Stitch That's up there. All right, mate. Tough That's question. Okay. All right. Uh, Olympic 1500 gold medal winners. Last six nationalities. Oh, 1,500 metres. Yeah. So there is six, so you need five, but it dates back to Barcelona because there's a couple of double-ups there. Let's chuck a Kenyan in. Two Kenyans. Um, let's chuck in... Uh, let's go a bit of Finland. No Finland, although Finland have three winners of the 1,500s over the years. Yeah. Pavel Nurmi. Uh, the flying Finn. Let's go a bit of, uh, bit of Ethiopia. No Ethiopians on the list, Rob. Good guess, though. Let's chuck in. Let's go to the US. Yeah. Rio de Janeiro. Matthew Centrovich. Nice. I've never even heard of uh, Matthew Is that, is that all of my guesses? Uh, no, you got one more guess. One more. Nigeria. Nigeria. They haven't really produced many 1,500 no, meter runners, but that's a good effort, though. I might have gone the UK, maybe. No, we haven't had a 1,500 no. meter for a while. 1992, Barcelona was firming Cacho from Spain. Spain. You missed Hisham El Garouge, world record holder, Morocco in uh, Athens. Noradine yeah. Moselli, Algeria. 
But then also in London, Tawafik Makalufi was also Algerian. Right. And the current 1,500-meter gold medalist, Jakob Ingebrigtsen from Norway. So okay. close to Finland, so good effort, too. Not bad. Not bad. I'll help with that. Oh, no. <laughs> now that you've got zero on that one, I'm feeling bad. Okay, let's go for... It's a, it's a tennis week. Oh, yeah. Simply name five international tennis players that are vegan. Uh, Novak Djokovic. One. Do we know this? Is and there, this and so there's a couple of ones that are sort of retired as well. You can uh, chuck them in too. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So we're going back to... The, I've only got a list of about ten uh, here. Men, so, so men or women? Both. Okay, well... I've only got a list of ten here. Okay. <laughs> Open to speculation. But there's some very famous players. Oh, is there? Yeah. Martina Navratilova. Yes, too. Steffi Graf. No, Steffi Graf. Oh, no. really? In fact, I'll tell you now, she's the only old school one. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. All right. I think all the other players are from 2000 onwards. Right, okay. There'll be... Um, who's skinny? Who's not got any muscle whatsoever? Let's go for Ivo Karlovic. No, Ivo oh, Karlovic. Really? Tall and lanky. <laughs> Let's go for Stanislav Varinka. <laughs> well, I haven't got him on my list. Oh, okay. But if you want to check it on Google, you're welcome to. <laughs> Is Stanislav... He, he didn't pop up, and he would have done, given the caliber of players that popped yeah, okay. up, he would, have, he would have done. Hit me with some vegans, Rob. Okay, so Martina and Novak the first two. Yeah. Both Williams sisters. They're vegans, are yeah, they? Yeah. Okay. Get this. Yeah. Nick Kyrgios. No. Yes. I've seen him in McDonald's. <laughs> if you want to even go even more crazier, yeah. Bernie. Bernie Tomic He's is not. claiming vegan. <laughs> he wouldn't know. And we've got Vicky Cozio. Who? Vicky Cozio. I think she's American. Right. Peter Burwash. <laughs> Peter Burwash. And Herbert Hawkeye. Catch. Uh, right, him. Yeah, yeah. Never heard of him. Right, Bernie and Nick Kyrgios, eh? Yeah. Nick's just, what, in the last week or so claimed he's vegan? Um, no, he, he gave him several searches. Oh, did he? Yeah. And Bernie. Bernie wouldn't know. Bernie, again, several searches. Bernie, Bernie wears Thomas. leather tennis shoes, <laughs> so that's how <laughs> vegan he is. Anyway. All right, Rob, here's a good one for you, because you've got to choose. You've got a five in 32 pool. Yeah. Name any five golfers. Yeah. That have won multiple major titles, yeah, but have only won the one tournament. Multiple major titles, yeah. So they've got more than one. So they've major, got they've won the they've same all... one, but they haven't won any others. Exactly. So if I'm if I'm like I've won three British Opens, okay, but no okay. Masters, no PGA. Okay, so you've okay. only won that one yeah, major yeah, gotcha. title, right? There's 32, but. Some date back to the dawn of time. Sure. But there are some okay. quite famous ones on here. Bubba Watson. Mate, you are number one on the list. Two US Masters. Now, I'm going to chuck this in, but I think it's wrong. Brooks Kepka. No. Nah. He's got, he's got two and two. He's got two and two. You're right. Now, who's the British Open King? There's a few, because it dates back to yeah. 1868 or something. Okay. Okay, someone else popped my head before. Ben Crenshaw. Mate, that is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Two US Masters. Yes. Ben Crenshaw. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that Zimbabwean. What's his name again? There's only one. Yeah. And it's not it's Cara. Nick, it's Nick someone. Not Cara Black, the tennis player. No, it's Nick. Or Kirsty Coventry, the swimmer. Okay, I'll jump off him. I can't remember his name. Ooh, what's Big Ernie's deal? Did he get more than two? The big easy. 
Oh, Ian Woo's them. Only one major, oh. unfortunately, for the Woos. <laughs> now, I've got to remember the Zimbabwean. Cause, uh, You're on the right lines with Nick. Yeah. I can tell you that. That's, not, that's close enough, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> if you're thinking of Nick Price, which it was is Nick, what is Nick? It was Nick what Price. Is, no, he's not, not on, on the there. List. Sorry, mate. Okay. So, so that's it? That's your two, yeah. Okay. Uh, you could have had Justin Thomas. Right. Two USPJs. Retief Goosen, two US Opens. Jose Maria Lathabal, yeah, two Masters. Lee Jensen, two U.S. Opens. Greg Norman, Rob. I was gonna, but I, I thought he got the British Open, but he, did he not get a no, PGA? That's all he got, two British Opens. Oh, I was sure he got a PGA. Bernard Langer, two Masters. Curtis Strange, two U.S. Opens. Then you got weird ones: Andy North, Dave Stockton, Paul Runyon, Horton Smith, Leo Daigle, Bob Martin, Willie Park Jr., Harold Hilton, Alex Smith. Uh, you could have had Hale Irwin, three U.S. Opens. Jimmy Demerit, three U.S. Masters. Henry Cotton, three British Opens. Bobby Ferguson, three British Opens. James Anderson, Bobby Locke. Willie Anderson, four U.S. Opens. Willie Park Sr., four British Opens. Tom Morris Sr., four British Opens. Tom Morris Jr., four British Opens. Here's the one I would have got, because I knew this. Peter Thompson, five British Opens. Wow. He's Australian. Okay. Then you got John Henry Taylor, James Braid from the dawn of time. So two's not bad. All right. So you're nine, Rob. I need a miracle. You're, you're only on two. Is this a vegan question? No, this is a three, six, five days of sport Ooh. question. Usually quite good on that. I want 80 through 84. 80? Yeah, oh. and because I think you can't catch me anyway. Yes. I chose these because the date, today's date, oh, is okay. the same date. As so January 24. Tuna tossing and boat building. Yep. Bridge. Bridge. Was the day before, wasn't it? No. Well, the okay. Wrong way. Oh, so it's the cow races and milk loading. No. So it's after. You're going back the wrong way. Uh, wood chopping, whip cracking, and ferret racing. Yep. That's uh, it. Okay. That's the other it. side. Yeah. That's it. So I only got two then as well, really. Australia Day. Australia Day was Tasmania. I couldn't work out. Oh, there was road cycling in there as well. But. That was the day before. Yep. Everything else. Oh, well, there you go. Useless. <laughs> Kickoff return? Nobody <laughs> knows that. I thought there would be, like, guys that were famous re- returners that yeah. would be known. Not really. I don't know, Beef. No, that's fair enough. All right. I went well last week with the NFL questions. You did. You, did. you actually did, but you've gone a bit too niche bit there. too niche. A woman who describes herself as a dog mum has said she believes pet owners should be offered the same sort of flexibility around working hours as parents are. (laughs) Ah, she's going to be struggling with that one, Beef. Mary Rose Madigan, 28, claimed that her experience as a mum to pet pooch Frank isn't so different to other parents and admitted she feels jealous whenever she sees a mum at her workplace finish her shift early so she can pick her children up from school. She often takes Frank to doggy daycare and also has to pick him up on time, so insisted that she too should be allowed to be flexible with her working hours in order to accommodate the pooch. Mary's from Sydney. She also explained that she feels mum guilt whenever she has to leave her dog at home, and she sacrificed most of her social life in order to take care of Frank, which she also believes makes her just like other mums. 
I'm a dog, Mum, and I want the same flexibility and understanding as mothers of human children. Getting a dog has made me realise how hard it is for working mums. Oh, I'm on the God. verge of saying, I can't do it, and my dog sleeps through the night. I really wasn't prepared for the mum guilt that hits you when you have a dog. Yes, I can leave him all day, but I feel bloody bad doing it. Plus, if anyone's coming to the house to do something, from fixing the dishwasher to a routine house inspection, I need to be home to ensure neither party gets upset. Caring for Frank has taken up so much of her time, she now rushes home from work to pick him up from daycare or to make sure he's still okay after spending the day at home by himself. Oh, for God's sake. What do you, you think see, of that, Rob? Well, it annoys me, actually, because there's someone I work with, actually, and she often talks about she's worried about the dog being alone. Oh. And they what, s- what, what, they what sleep it, all day, what, what it What it is... It's this ultra, uh, super compassionate vibe they want to put off all the time. Like they, they care so much about other people being okay that they just, they even care about a dog beef. Yeah. Even a dog. Even a know. dog. Your dog may not mean much to you, but it means the world to me because <laughs> I'm changing things. Yeah. I'm here and I'm, I'm doing my thing for my dog. <laughs> the dog who basically just going, give me some chicken, please. <laughs> yes. Where's my food? Uh, That's all they do. That's all they want. I love, I love dogs. I love them to pieces. Me too. They're great. But what are you doing? Yeah. Get, get real. Just get in reality. Stop your posturing rubbish and pretending, oh, now I understand what parents have to go through because I have a dog. <laughs> you don't know anything. Yeah. If a dog's annoying, you can kick it outside. Sleep outside for the night, you muppet. You they're, they're, they are animals. Beef. Yeah. You do have to be wary about some breeds who do get ultra bored and then, and do some oh, weird of stuff. Look after, I'm not saying you no, like leave the dog inside the apartment and just yeah. ignore it all the time while it goes mental. But you got you can't leave. Gotta, I mean, apartment. Take it for a walk. You've got to choose the right dog if you live in an apartment. Put it this mm-hmm. way: you can't have a border collie in a in a flat. I mean, no. it goes without saying. You need outside areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And border collies with high fences, you need to build something high so they can look out and see what's going on because that keeps them occupied. But if you get a dog and you feel dog guilt from leaving them at home mm. don't get a dog yeah get a exactly. fish especially this person i was talking about has got a labrador on a like a acreage yeah he's fine he is fine i can tell you that he is fine he's loving life so there you go yeah and I, you know what i also hate what all, do you also all, hate rob all, all these cafes that are popping up that are catering for dogs now oh yeah it's annoying like, is it well because well, sometimes i don't want your dog in the cafe keep yeah. your, keep your dog outside it's like dogs on planes rob Dogs on planes. That was the stupidest story I ever heard. Or one, one of them. It's, I mean, it's, sorry, that's not quite. That's not going to go. It's one of the stupidest stories I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, we've done a few. Yeah, uh, I did read this week. Uh, a dog got loose on a flight in the states, and the owner didn't even realise. Mm-hmm. The air hostess, I don't, or the cabin crew. Sorry, being politically correct there. Sure. Found this dog. Had to walk through the cabin saying, and anyone lost a dog? Didn't even realise. Ridiculous. Uh, you know what would have been great? What would have been great, Rob? If, if someone called in and complained right now because you said ear hostess. Yeah. And you got cancelled. I got cancelled. Even though you immediately realised your mistake and corrected it. Yeah. Cancel beef. Weirdly Suspended. enough, I met a girl just before Christmas. Yeah. She actually called herself an ear hostess. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I don't think it's derogatory. It's it's not. It doesn't matter. Air steward was the male it's, version, it's, wasn't it's, it? Only only you might get because it's not inclusive of men. Actually, is what. Yes, that one no, they about. were they were air stewards. I think. Right now, everyone's got to be cabin crew. 
Kevin Crew. I think what was the, I, when I flew to prison, there was something else the other it's day. It's my food servant. <laughs> and the old school British. <laughs> that includes everyone. The old school British was trolley dollies. <laughs> ah, the trolley dolly. No, but that's talking about women again. Yes, it was, yes. So my food servant, <laughs> it's much more inclusive. Gender neutral, Rob. Right? Gender neutral. Yeah. Yes, all right. Uh, Rob, what you got coming up? Anything exciting over the next seven days? No, actually. Playing golf. Really? No. No, nah, playing golf and I'm going to write. Some music on the weekend. What? Can I write some music? That's yeah. going to be exciting. That's exciting yeah. in itself, Rob. Yeah, do that if the race is on. Okay. Although the races aren't great at the moment, to aren't be honest. They? Okay. No. We haven't even touched on uh, the Australia Day issue, so we won't. I'm happy with that. Good. A quick update from India. New Zealand are 73 for one off 10 overs, chasing 385. Going all right. So they're is Finn still in? Up with the run rate. Finn Allen was out second ball the innings. Oh, he did Nord. it again. He did so, that last game as well. Devin Conway is 36 not out. And Henry Nichols, Henry Nichols. is 32 not oh, out. Oh, good. Come on, Henry. He's due, he's due a knock, that lad. He is due. Well, he's overdue. Overdue indeed. We've got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky. He's the best beef jerky on the planet. Whatever you're doing over the next seven days, especially on Australia Day of all days, go and get yourself some Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Jerky, 100% grass-fed New Zealand beef. You cannot get better than that. Food of astronauts. That's all i got to say. Is that it? Well, yeah, basically that is it. Um, <laughs> sorry got, to tell you people, sorry to tell but you. we are wrapping up. We are. It's yeah. come to the end of another pointless show, Rob. Oh, wow. The, the point is we turned up beef. I've always told you. That was the whole point of 365. We turned up. <laughs> we turn, week in, week yeah. out. Yeah, there's nothing really, uh, nothing to be... Just wrap it up, beef. Good luck to any tennis players that might be playing. Good luck. Good luck for the tennis finals. Yeah. Good luck to Roberto on his golf tomorrow. He's got to yeah. got to try and restore justice back to society after justice. his just disgraceful performance yeah. yesterday. And the Muppet last week that cheated. Oh, what? I marked this guy's card, this old yeah. bloke, and he had 31 points. I had 32, Stapleford. Yeah. He didn't check his card, and the card machine misread his card and gave him 32, <gasps> which ultimately put him in, like, third place because there was one person that had 36, and then four of us were, yeah. or five of us, were equal on 32. Ooh. And But because I had the like, worst countback score, yeah. I was the last of those five or whatever, and he, because he cheated, Ooh. pushed me out, and I got no money back. Jeez, controversy. I would have got a fiver. Controversy at Yarra Bend. I was wow. fuming. Absolutely. Amazing. Jeez. Oh. And he was slow as hell in those raining. <laughs> it was raining, Beef, and he's just wandering, dawdling along. Crazy. That's I was walking 100 metres in front of him. Really? He didn't get the hint? Didn't get it. This has been episode 279 of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sports. See you next week.